Meet Will and Tom, two seemingly ordinary men, cursed with a gift of vast knowledge that is forever expanding, possessing incredible insight with unparalleled skills and expertise. Let us join them as they embark on a journey to quench their thirst for the truth while answering the questions to life's most intriguing mysteries. Let us open our minds and ask, Dude, could you imagine? Could you imagine? Could you imagine? Hey everybody, Tom here. And this is Will. We just wanted to have a little call to arms. We wanted to have all of our listeners, if you can, please go ahead and leave us an Apple Podcast review and also a review on Spotify. It would really help us out. Indeed. Do you like the show? Do you like what we do? Uh, 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 do you enjoy the show every week and you haven't left an Apple Podcast review? You haven't left a Spotify rating? What are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? Go do it now. Help yeah. us out. Tell the world what you think of Dude Could You Imagine. Please leave an Apple Podcast review. Leave a Spotify rating. It would help us tremendously and we would appreciate it. Yes, very much appreciate it. Okay, everyone, settle down, settle down. I'm your substitute teacher, Mr. Malarkey. Today in class, we will be discussing what you would like to be when you grow up. Remember, there are no wrong answers, although I'm sure many of you will say things that, well, let's face it, you just won't become for one reason or another. A lot of you aren't yet aware of the soul-crushing weight that comes along with being an adult and you haven't had the emotional and dream-destroying events that will happen in your lifetime, for some sooner than others. Okay class, let's begin. And remember, have fun. Welcome back everybody, this is Tom Case. And this is Will Stark. Will, we have an awesome episode. We're going to have another giveaway. One of for these the days you're going to be like, Will, we have a, an okay episode today. I, I know, right? <laughs> you know, Will, this episode, it's going to be eh. Yeah. <laughs> Not our best. Yeah. Not our best today. <laughs> no, I think all of our episodes, every time we record, I, I always... We, we give I it feel, our all. Yeah, and I always feel happy to record it. So, um, But we're also going to have another giveaway for the DCYI trading card for our patron members. Very nice. And uh, I say, let's get right down to business. All right, let's do it. So, question one. If you became what you wanted to become when you were growing up, what would you have been today? And Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? So, basically, is you know, like when you're growing up, you always have thoughts like, oh, when I grow up, I want to be this. Oh, you know? Okay. But so, if you were change. what you wanted to be... Yeah, exactly. Okay. Things happen. Okay. Thoughts change. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, so not all of us. <laughs> Dreams crash and burn. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. yeah despair settles in. <laughs> um, so, you know, but not everyone <laughs> is always funny. able to become what they first thought they wanted to I, be. I know? would actually venture to say that 99% of people don't, don't end up yeah, ever being what they thought they were going to be. I, I was trying to, I was trying to, you know, put forth a little more hope into the world, but you're right. <laughs> you know, most, most likely a lot of people don't. Um, but the parameters are basically going to be, uh, since the question is basically when you were growing up, mm -hmm. I'm going to say, let's just choose between the ages of five and 15. The reason I say that is, um, you know, sometimes usually at the course of what, maybe when you're 18, 21, you know, 25, those formative times when you're going to like higher education and maybe you already have kind of picked your your 
you know, choice career of choice. career. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? So 5 through 15, I think, is a good age range. And then, you know, I I know, you know, you probably have multiple choices because, like, you know, your your feelings of when you were 15 are definitely different than when you were 5. <laughs> Let's hope they were. Would, yeah, yeah you so. know, unless you're like, nope, nope, mine was all the same. <laughs> yeah, I, was, I, was, I had a lot more mature thoughts when I was 5 <laughs> than when I was 15. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Um, no, that's fine because, uh, yeah, I would say throughout my childhood... I had three distinct phases of what I wanted to be when I grew up. Um, so that works for me. But uh, what about you? Do you have more, more than one? Yeah, I, I do have like a, at least three. Um, okay. You have at least three, maybe yeah. more? Maybe more, but but no, I, I had, I had, I do kind of distinctly remember like three like distinct thoughts of like growing up, like th- my different ages when I was mm. like, oh, I want to be this, I want to be this. You know what I mean? Like, so I, yeah, I have about three. Okay. Okay. How do you want? How do you want to begin? Uh, you know what? You could, do, do. You have you one. Yeah, Let, I mean, I told you I have three. Actually, okay. Let's go first, and we'll go in order. We'll, we'll go in order from the earliest of our ages. All right. So um, we'll go back and forth, and we'll starting back at and five, forth. and then yeah, and then how, whatever age. For me, it's like five, and then I think seven. Oh. Okay. And then from That's seven all the way to eleven was one thing, and then from twelve onward. Or not onward, onward, but but after twelve there was another one. Like yeah, that. yeah. So that'll be my ages. It'll be five, seven, and twelve for me. Okay. Um <laughs> so the first one is funny. And I think back I think back to my five year old self and I laugh really hard yeah. in, in a in a in a good way, because yeah. it's just so funny the way kids think, right? So um as a kid, I was very as a little little kid, I was very obsessed with dinosaurs. Oh, okay. Um and that that partially painted this this idea. Um, where the rest of the idea comes from, I don't know. I can't I cannot explain to you what five year old me was thinking. Yeah. But five year old me believed that like there was underground um, like catacombs, like the sewers were catacombs. Imagine oh, okay. I think that, okay. I think that the sewers are these endless catacombs across civilization, right? Okay. And in them are endless tunnels and monsters and alligators and, and all this other stuff, right? To the that that needs to be kept in check. Mm-hmm. Little <laughs> little five year old me had this idea that I wanted to be what I what five year old me called a tunnel man. Oh, okay. Okay. And this this quote unquote tunnel man went down manholes and like fought monsters <laughs> and <laughs> it kept the, the catacombs like clear of stuff that could get to the surface. Yeah. Sounds like a dangerous job. It sounds like a dangerous job. Dude, yeah. this is what I wanted to be. And every time my mom asked me what I want to be when I grew up, I was like, I want to be a tunnel man. Yeah. <laughs> and she laughed. Oh, like, at, you, like you would actually tell yes, her and everything? Yes. Okay, okay. And she did not understand what I meant. And I, I don't remember what my explanations would have sounded like when I was five. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, later, probably, probably well thought out. and <laughs> <laughs> Very logical. Yeah. And- well, you see, mother. Yeah, I know. I would like to be a tunnel man. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> um, no, but uh, I remember later in life when I I remember explaining to her, she's like, "Oh, that's what you meant," she, and she she thought I I meant something completely different. Oh, um, what, what do you know? What she thought you? Meant? I don't remember. Uh, I have no idea. Maybe but, she thought you were like into spelunking. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I'm not. I'm like... not sure. But um, but five year old me wanted to be a tunnel man all the way until I was seven, which we will cross that bridge when we get there. Yeah. Um. Oh, I guess we're supposed to talk about like what if we were. So if I was a tunnel oh, yeah, man yeah. today, I I guess that falls into two camps. Either I'm a crazed lunatic, <laughs> <laughs> um, living my best life, um, or I'm like uh, I don't know what you call like the construction workers or, or the the city workers that do do like sewage maintenance. 
Oh, okay. Because that's what I would be, like, realistically speaking, right? (laughs) Yeah. You know what's funny about that is, like, so I had a friend of mine, Sean, who became like a like a like an electrician uh-huh. but like when you are first starting out and you're doing that they call you a journeyman right okay and yeah. i was thinking that's why your title of tunnelman tunnel yeah, man or whatever, it kind of set it kind of could go with that right right sure. because honestly if it, like this man. is the way i look at it if if you had that job. That means that there are these monsters and stuff. Oh yeah! Can you city. imagine if that was a profession? <laughs> yeah. So I. So so not only yes, you are a little bit crazy for wanting to do yeah. that job, but two, you're very important because you're keeping mm-hmm. the people safe. And yeah, and I did picture like I, the thing is, I remember in my head, I pictured this tunnel man it very much like. You would picture like the people you see go down manholes yeah. in the news, like with the helmet and the light and the vest oh, and the yeah, boots yeah, yeah. and the mm-hmm. tools and stuff. But in my little five-year-old head, I was like, oh, he's going down there. Like there's crocodile <laughs> alligators down there yeah. and monsters and he's going to clear it out. Like that was the way I thought as a five-year-old. And I just thought it was so cool. Like that, I thought it was so cool. That would cool. be cool. That would be cool. And you know, in that type of job, I also feel like it would be. Something that the government would definitely, you know, put forth because of the fact oh, yeah. that they want If there's monsters in yeah. the catacombs under civilization, <laughs> yeah. we need to keep them like, at bay. They want to protect their citizens, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So, like, I honestly believe that not only, one, would you be pay- would you be paid very well at this point. Oh, job, yeah, absolutely. But I'd you be would, a hero. You would have the the most phenomenal uh, benefits package that there would be, health benefits, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Like, but the, the only downfall I see is, like, I, I see that there's probably a high turnover rate. For right, this job, right. you know what I mean? Because like one, people are getting injured. You know, they're forced into retirement. Yeah, I, I by know. the time I was thirty, I had a lost arm. Yeah, um, you know what I mean. Yeah, you definitely would aged way faster. Um, that's so that true. Job, um, but in in like real life terms, uh, I guess if I had pursued that dream, I'd be some sort of I don't know what you call those people like sewage maintenance people. Yeah, I mean, um, oops, sorry, that was my that was my phone there. You probably heard it go off. Um, yeah, like, like I'd be some sort of city man, worker like city is what I would be. Gentleman, I, I really, I really like that name. Like, I really think they would, so. Did five year old me? They would call it a tunnelman. Yeah, well, know? I mean, no, I mean these people do exist. They're not yeah. called tunnelmen. <laughs> yes, you know, and and I looked for those jobs, and they they always say like. Offering tunnelman position one, right? You know what I mean, like, <laughs> right, like, and right. then tunnelman position two, which pays more, but you have to have experience as tunnel tunnelman yeah, position yes, one. Exactly. Um, <laughs> no, you're right. I I think honestly, it would be. Um, I think it, it is just like uh, sewage maintenance. Yeah, like, something along those lines. Sewage maintenance worker, um, which I imagine that probably pays pretty good. I don't know how ha- how it ha- how happy I would be, but I mean, it's a respectable profession, so okay. Yeah, you know, I I did see a video once. I don't think it was. Any, I don't think it was here in the United. States. I think it was in another country where it was a sewage maintenance worker and like the the sewers there were so messed up that like they would hire these people who have to go in full scuba gear, right? Like but like the like the type of scuba gear, like with the big, the old timey ones you see with the big metal, like you know <laughs> right, what I mean. Like, okay. And they go down underneath there, and like their suit is even thicker than normal, uh, like people would normal people would wear because of the fact that there's there was so much junk, like metal shards and everything that they have to be like piercing resistance. Yeah, like it that. would wow. have to resist uh, piercing because uh, the the water was so toxic that if it did get on them, like there was a high chance of them death. getting some kind of yeah, yeah. death or. Or like a disease or something. Wow. Um, so like it looked pretty scary because they went out down there. Like you said, they just had their light on their helmet mm-hmm. and like a flashlight with them with basically just like a, I want to say like a long, like a long grabbing tool. That's kind of like all they had because <laughs> mm-hmm. 
they they can't really take much else down there. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like it's it's hard to fit wherever they go when they're in the, the sewer. Yeah, yeah. But it looks scary, even with their lights. That's the, terrifying. The water was so black and uh-huh. dark. It, oh, like I was expecting to see some monster's face come out of the yeah. darkness. Like I'm very glad I didn't become a tunnel man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, Tom. What about you? What was your earliest? I what I want to be when I grow up. Man, now I kind of wish I went first. <laughs> Why? <laughs> because yours actually sounds way more cooler. <laughs> mine is actually based. Mine is a real job, right? This is the, yeah. one of the first memories well, I remember. Mine is a real having. job. In well, my yours, yeah, yours head. is yeah. <laughs> but like, but mine was a real job that adults have to this day. Okay, and yeah. that was garbage man. <laughs> Dude, that's cool. <laughs> so, okay, for sure. So. I remember when I was growing up, like my first memories was. You want to drive li- the big dump truck? Yeah, we lived in a um, we lived in a, in an apartment, mm-hmm. and you know every whatever Monday or whatever it was when the trash truck would come by, mm-hmm. man, my mom said, and I kind of remember this too, but my mom would tell me she's like I, that I would get so excited and I would like jump up and down and. Um, I don't know why. I think I was trying to say the word diesel, mm-hmm. but like somehow it became the word D die. D die. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they said that I would jump up around and go, D die, D die, D die. And, and then like I would run to the window and I would just like stare at this, yeah, yeah. At this garbage truck, you know, lifting the dumpster, you know, putting it back and all that stuff. And it just was mesmerizing to me, and I thought it was the coolest thing I've ever seen, right? You know, it's really common, actually, amongst kids, especially little boys, but kids in general, that they're fascinated by the garbage truck, yeah. at least here in the United States. I can't speak for garbage trucks in other countries. But um, I, 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 I've thought about this before, because it's so universal. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think it's the whatever it is in, in the brain, I think it's the same mechanism for what kids who get obsessed with dinosaurs. There's something fascinating about this big giant oh, monster yeah. right mm-hmm. and what's the nearest approximation of a giant monster in the world of a five-year-old yeah it's like it's a the dump truck junk, that comes yeah, every exactly. week yeah it's like yeah. look at that monster with its meaty claws that grabs mm-hmm. the thing and it shakes it yeah, yeah it's all like, loud and roars as it goes by yeah, it's like, fucking it's awesome i know <laughs> it really is cool. it was and, and yeah. i like i remember it was weird because you know obviously you know I mean, I'm not trying to say anything against uh, garbage workers that are that are out there, but like you know, not knowing as a kid like mm-hmm. what it actually entails to be that, yeah. you know what I mean? I'm I'm just thinking. I'm just of an opinion cool, that garbage right? garbage men actually have fucking really cool jobs. Yeah, yeah, and and then so I was gonna say now that I'm an adult uh-huh. and you know, and I'm not a garbage uh, tr- like a, a a trash truck worker. I don't know what what do you actually call waste sanitate waste uh, sanitation Dis- or right? disposal or waste disposal. Yeah, know, yeah, waste disposal. Yeah. I think you're right. Not I'm not a waste disposal worker, but you know, I, I actually still think like, man, it is cool. And even the ones that nowadays, I don't know if you've seen like the newer ones that come down your street, mm-hmm. how it like, it has the arm that comes off the side. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it, like, it lifts it's out of, like, fucking awesome. I, dude, I still see that to this day. <laughs> and I'm like, I always like, I wonder if I ever asked the guy if I could move the controllers, if he would let me do it. You know uh, yeah, like, no, absolutely. He would probably um, be like, hell no, get away I'm gonna from give me. You, I'm going to give you uh, three reasons why being a garbage collector is fucking awesome. <laughs> number one, you get to drive the big rig, right? It's a badass yeah, motherfucker. Yeah. Uh, number two, though, is... Uh, and I've, I've read about and heard interviews with uh, garbage collectors about the fucking tons of, like... Not trash, like totally dope ass shit they find. Big oh, ass TVs yeah, exactly. and like that brand new stuff that people away. toss. And they're like, they, mm-hmm. they have all these come ups all year yeah. long. They have these come ups, right? Yeah. Then here in the United States, a lot of garbage collectors get tipped on Christmas. Really? Yes. I've never Absolutely. heard of that. Same with mailmen. 
where well, I remember yeah. doing that to it with our mailman. Yes. We had we were really close with one of our people mailman. do that with garbage collectors too. So around Christmas time, you're making the buku bucks. Man, you, I never heard about that. Yeah, I mean, I don't even know why we podcast, Tom. We should both be yeah. garbage collectors. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Like, just get, okay. let's get out there. Is there anything you want to add to the to that dream um, of yours? So I don't know if I mentioned. Yeah, that would probably have been around my age of like five or okay. so, because that was like right. one of my earliest memories that I could remember. That mm-hmm. and then, uh, yes, I did have. I, I think I do remember having a. Do you remember Tonka toys? Like yeah. Tonka trucks? So oh. I had the the die cast metal. I think it was a garbage truck one that okay. I had. Because I also remember having like the construction ones where it's like... Uh, Those know, are like, the ones that I remember. Yeah. The, like yeah. The, the backhoe yeah. one and yeah, I remember all those. that kind of stuff. But... Yeah. Yeah, man, it's it, even to this day, it still fascinates me. Oh, wait, uh, one one other thing, too. It wasn't just the fact that it lifted up the dumpster and you you could see it, you know, like putting it in the back. It was also afterwards when they would initiate the um, like the uh, the condensed. Oh, uh, the, the compactor, the compactor. Yeah, yeah. And like being able to see all what looked to be full of trash. And after this compactor, like smashed everything, it was like. It, it didn't was just exist. like a little, yeah. It was it fuck, it fucking ate it. Yeah, you it know fucking I mean? ate it all. It was like, oh my god, like what the hell? Yeah. But yes, I, you know, I still can see my my five year old me like dancing in front yeah. of the window, did I, did I? And I could see you being a garbage collector to this day. Yeah, I can picture that. Yeah. <laughs> all right, are we back to me? Yeah, yeah. So all right, now it's gonna be so a we'll second. we'll jump to my age seven. So, um, I was really close with my great grandmother on my mom's dad's side and she was a big fan of anything related to outer space oh okay um including fiction she loved star trek her oh. she had a cocktail uh, whose name was mr spock oh really yes and That's awesome. uh she um she had uh action figures of mr spock oh okay. like this see the thing is like i was seven right so i didn't really think about any of this stuff it's just like that's just the way my grandma was and what she had as an adult looking back i was like great grandma was a nerd oh i'm like that's fucking cool like i didn't realize how cool she was like i did because like i was close to her and i thought she was cool but now i have like uh what's the word like uh retroactive vision on it like oh uh, in retrospect retrospect yeah. she's even cooler but, yeah yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> um she's the reason i got into star wars because she had the original trilogy on vhs and every time we go over there we would always watch star wars um and she had really cool printouts of the pictures from like the voyager missions and stuff like that oh okay. of like as high res as you could get back in the early 90s of these images um of jupiter saturn all the planets and stuff mm. and she had folders of it and I ended up, she showed it to me, and I really like looking at it, and that's how and why I became obsessed with the idea of becoming an astronaut at age oh, seven. Oh, okay. Like, obsessed. Like, yeah. I would read any space book I could get my hands on. I remember uh, it being bedtime, and, you know, I would, you know, pretend to go to bed, and then I would grab my flashlight, and I'd grab my space books from under, I'd go under my my cushion, uh, my cushion, my my covers, and with my flashlight, I'd just be reading and going over my space books oh, and really? learning about the planets and stuff. Yeah. And it was my obsession. It was I really, really what I wanted to do. And uh, uh, it just kind of changed when I got older. I think um, part of it was my vision. I remember being told a lot that because of my poor vision, like I wouldn't, like in order. 
what I was told was like in order to become an astronaut, not only did you have to be good at math and science, but like you you had to learn how to fly. And mm. you, um, because of my my vision, I was told I wasn't going to be able to learn how to fly and you know, join the Air Force or do any of that stuff. Yeah. And I think that was enough to I ended up losing interest by the time I was like nine or ten. Oh, okay. Um, your dreams were crushed. They were crushed, <laughs> yeah. Um, but if I was an astronaut today, that would be really fucking cool. Because I yeah. love space to this day. I love astronomy in general. I le- love learning about the stars and the celestial bodies and the gla- galaxy and the um, observable universe, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and that would be a fucking dope-ass job. <laughs> yeah. You, you know what I just realized, too? I, yeah. I I think because of the nature of what the last thing I said, we didn't really get into, like, well, what if I really was today a, oh, yeah, a, yeah, a yeah. waste disposal uh, person? But, but I mean, yeah, I would just be working in waste disposal. Yeah, There's, you'd be yeah, like, yeah. this is a sweet job. Yeah, yeah you know Thank what? you, five-year-old me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that would be it. So. Um, but, yeah, I mean, and that's basically as an astronaut, you know, I guess, like, I think my life would be different. I don't know if I would have ended up with the family that I have now because I think a big part of me would have wanted to go to Mars. Oh, yeah. And, you know, and I'm like my age, you'll see I'm 32 now. So, like, I don't know. I haven't upkept what NASA's missions to Mars look like. But I imagine I'm, I'm in the age range of astronauts who could be going and I wouldn't really want a family if I'm going to be gone for four right. years. You know that what I mean? Kind of hard. But, um, but anyways, you'd have, you'd have to tell Liam, you know, oh, dad, you know, yeah. Michelle would always have to point up. Daddy's up there. Yeah, right I know. There. Then, you know, that'd be so, <laughs> that'd be so crazy. But you know what? The one cool thing is, though, is I mean, don't get me wrong. I know it'd be sad because you're not actually physically there. But, you know, I know that they do get the times where they could con- like almost like a FaceTime. They, could, oh, they get to right, contact right. you. And a part of you would kind of think, how cool would that be that you get to tell, you know, Liam and Scarlett, like. You know, hey, look at Daddy! I'm floating in outer space. I'm in the, yeah, you know, whatever. Know, right? You know what I mean? Like yeah, that would be so cool. That would be know? badass. But yeah, what about you? So okay, my next one was probably it was like actually a span of probably between the ages of like maybe maybe like eight to even maybe like eight to twelve or so, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, and it was actually a uh, it was a cross between of two things happening: something with my dad and with my grandpa. Right. Mm -hmm. So um, a little cool thing about like I could tell you just like what you said with your was it your great grandma? My great grandma. Yeah. Yeah, So my grandpa uh, actually helped uh, as far as what I could understand it. He kind of helped build part of the wing of the B-2 bomber. Mm. Right. And every time we would go to my grandma's and grandpa's house, there was this one room that was always locked and they would always tell us. Do not ever go in this room. You're not allowed in this room. This is grandpa's work, you know, study, whatever. And so, like, you know, of course, we would always try to, like, see if the door's open. It was always locked. You know what I mean? And then I only remember, like, maybe once or twice of my grandpa ever opening it while I was there. And I, you know, quickly run down. Because it was in the middle of the hallway, if I remember. Mm -hmm. And, like, we would quickly run down the hall just to catch catch a glimpse of what was in there. Yeah. But, of course, what we could see, we couldn't, we wouldn't tell what it is. But, basically, he had to keep it under wraps. Like, it was top secret, the B-2 bomber at that time. You know, the stealth bomber. Yeah. You know, the, the one that looks like a giant wing the oh one, right? yeah, yeah 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 um so he helped uh, develop or design a part oh, okay, of the wing okay. of that of that aircraft <clears throat> and um and also during around that time every once in a while my dad would take me to his job mm-hmm. right and my dad was a computer programmer so this was around the times you know where like every time he would take me to, to his job uh 
you know, he you go into these buildings and they're all secured with key cards and stuff. Mm-hmm. So every time my dad's going there, it was like a spy movie, right? <laughs> it was like, you know, you have to like swipe the card and it, beep, 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 you know, things happen and everything. And mm-hmm. I was like, dad, can I swipe the card or can I do this? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. so I wanted to be a spy. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Right? That's, yeah. And I was always thinking like, oh, I already, I'm already got an in because like my grandpa's probably doing he something works for secret. the government yeah, yeah you know what i mean yeah, and like and i would always think computers. in my head too like my dad you know like oh i already know how to use key cards you know what i mean and, and like my dad's a computer programmer so he could like program cool things for me or whatever yeah right? you know? okay i see the kid logic yeah, for sure so like i i was thinking to myself like i wanted to be a spy and you know <laughs> if i were to were to be a spy today you would probably not know me that's <laughs> like, true that's you know, true a lot would change if i was a spy today i i don't know if i would have ever met my wife yeah well being a real spy in real life is one of the most dangerous and terrifying jobs yeah. on the planet yeah and it would be the same thing like what you said about being an astronaut i don't think i would get married mm-hmm. because or, or we have try to have a family or anything like that because of the fact that you know i'm i'm in dangerous line of work yeah you know, but but of course, back then, you know, I'm thinking more like James Bond. Like, yeah, you know, I know thinking you're thinking like, of like uh, basically an action hero. Yeah, exactly. Wow. But if it was real, yeah, it would definitely be. I couldn't do no podcast. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like, because no, yeah, I would be, be revealing be secrets. It. You know what I mean? You know, I also I have another friend, and I'm not going to reveal the identity, but his dad to this day works with the government on building um, military stuff, oh, and okay. he's not allowed to talk about anything he doesn't work at all it's Dang. like how was work today good that's the end of that conversation yeah, yeah. He, you might have just put them on our trail now will <laughs> just by you mentioning that now all of a sudden you know i'm like hey what happened to all our episodes online they're all gone <laughs> no that would be horrible i'd be so sad um, um real quick before we go on you mentioned yeah you know like your love of star wars came from your great uh grandma mm-hmm. um if you had to guess would you think she would have been sith or jedi Jedi, 100%. Jedi, yeah, absolutely. Said, okay. She was one of the kindest best oh, ladies okay. I ever knew. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like so she, oh yeah, she was a Sith. She was so, a fucking psycho. <laughs> so oh. she was kind of like your like a, a Yoda to you, or, or maybe I mean, Obi One. Guess something. so. She was just really nice, and she liked mm-hmm. cool stuff. And I was I was really young. I don't have a lot of memories about her beyond seven years old. Mm, yeah, okay. but um, but okay. So then we'll move on to my next one, which is um probably the one that most defined me through my young life, um. By age 10, um, music had become a big part of my life. My dad was a prolific music collector and listener and just a uh, connoisseur of the art of, you know, music appreciation, we'll say. Um, And, you know, so just surrounded by it constantly. My grandfather, um, he was a guitar player. um, And uh, I wanted to learn how to play guitar. Mm. And so I asked for a guitar for Christmas. I got it. I think it. 12 years old 11 12 years old and i practiced my ass off and all i wanted to do was i wanted to be a professional musician yeah. and all the way up through my teenage years and into my early 20s i pursued that very very vigorously and uh you know i got pretty good and uh i i did some stuff and mm-hmm. it was fun and i learned a lot and i actively walked away from that because i didn't want to the the type of musician I was trying to be, like I, you know, the 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 rock star, the like, be yeah. in a band, write music, get signed, get you know, play it on the radio, all that other stuff. Like the entire beast that is the machine of that industry, 
just was so disenchanting. Yeah, sucked, I know what you mean. It sucked all the joy out of it. Yeah. And that the hustle of trying to get people to come to shows, of producing the music yourself and all this other stuff, it just killed all the joy I had in it. And so one of the best things I ever did was walk away from that. Oh, okay. Um, that being said, like, let's say I did manage to become a professional musician. I think I would be very happy. Um, but at the same time, I'm, I'm glad that I didn't because I can make music on my own now. You yeah, that I mean? is, that's true. And I'm, I've only ever been interested in making my own music my way and for myself. Mm-hmm. So, like, the, the fact that I lack, like, an audience or anything like that, it doesn't really matter all that much to me. I get to pursue my other artistic stuff. Yeah. Like, podcasting and writing and other stuff like that. So I, I kind of view that this one, though, as, like, you know... I you know you technically did become that in in some ways eh, you know what I mean like nah. in some ways like you know maybe not in the way that you thought about it right but like sure but you know you still can get there technically you know what I mean like like for example when you were in a band when you were in your band right? yeah did you did you guys ever get a paying gig yeah we had, I mean we had, technically we had, you were yeah, a professional we, band we, yes yeah. we had so, paying gigs we made so an like, album yeah, a bunch know, of other yeah. stuff yeah so you know but yeah that's cool dude I I uh, we have something in common there mm-hmm. actually so. I guess I'll have four because I just want to. The other one doesn't really count. It oh. actually kind of ended up happening a little bit more when I was already in an adult. Oh, okay. But I did, I did kind of think, oh, maybe there's a chance that this will be my job where I could become just a professional musician because I myself also, you know, through all throughout school and everything, I was learning saxophone and right. My brother started a band. He was heavily into, into music too, and he started um, with his friends some bands, and I joined them. And, uh, we, you know, we also had a record made an album and, you know, it, I know what you mean by like the companies of, in that industry. Yeah. It is very grind is soul crushing. It's it's almost worse than the regular private industry when it comes to finding a job. Exactly. It's as soul crushing as that. Yeah. I know. I know what you mean. So that was a little tidbit, but that one doesn't count. And I will say too, like, um, it dates me is like the time I was coming up and trying to do that was before YouTube was really like a thing. Mm-hmm. So like, like let's say you ought you off put or you off center my my childhood like by five years. You give me you put me five more years in the future. Yeah, I don't know how much different things could have been because I I might have tried to go the internet star yeah. route, but that wasn't even like an option. That wasn't an head. option no. back then. Yeah, no. obviously. So, yeah. Um, but yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Um, okay. So mine, the mm-hmm. the last mine was probably at actually at the age of fifteen, mm-hmm. like fifteen and beyond, and okay. e- even a little bit now. But I know now what you know what what it, it entails to become this. Uh, so it was when I was in high school. I had a class that was it was a, a government and economics class. Okay. Right? And yeah. the teacher. Oh my god! Do not tell me you want to be a politician. Uh, yes. Well, I wanted no. I no. Hell <laughs> okay, no! I do ahead. not want to be a politician. Right, right. No, no, no. But what they did was we we were learning about politics and politicians and mm-hmm. how certain things like work. Well, well, she did this thing where she she was like, okay, I want all of you to make your own. A candidate, right? Like you're going to make up your own candidate and they're going to run for whatever office you want. But she wanted to show how like how like a lot of these people um, do things when they when they want to advertise, when they want to get out there so that people will vote for them. Right. right. So she said she wants us to make a video. Mm. Oh, so, okay. 
my dad was all, always into like using the video camera and everything. So I kind of learned and picked up certain tricks and tips here on how to use the video camera to make edits mm-hmm. by just the video camera. Because obviously none of us at that age. And there was no school, computer and no, stuff. Yeah, yeah, we didn't have any kind of editing software or anything yeah. like that didn't exist. But <clears throat> during that class, uh, me and my group, we came up uh, with our own, you know, our own person. We. We actually, she she even said, the teacher, she was like, and no funny names, right? But we ended up calling our candidate Oliver Klosoff. So, oh my so, god! Right? So it sounds like Oliver Klosoff, right? yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, and like yeah. she didn't catch it because we had to tell them beforehand. Uh-huh. She didn't catch it. Oh, she never caught she it. She never. She, no, she didn't catch it at the beginning until oh, we already turned god. in the project. <laughs> but the project when we filmed it, man, dude, like I like literally because like my friends at the time they didn't have any experience with video camera and all that kind of stuff or how to do edits on there. Yeah. So like I made this whole thing about you like, felt like a wizard, dude. I yeah. did, yeah. yeah. And I and I made like this this like. For that time period, and just having a video camera, a really good commercial for our candidate, mm-hmm. right? It even uh, we even later like we kind of snuck around the room and like listened into the other groups to hear their their candidate's name, mm-hmm. and so like we bashed them in our in our, com- in our oh, fake commercial. Oh my god, yeah, you you're know using I mean? some dirty yeah, tactics, so we holy used dirty shit, ta- just like they would, right? Yeah, you know? sir. And, that's uh, too much. And um. And then, like, we we made this whole... I made, like, a whole actual commercial. I made, like, this small movie scene about mm-hmm. our candidate almost getting assassinated. Right? You know? <laughs> I mean, it had, it literally, You're dude, had, like... trying to assassinate our ideals. Dude, seriously. It literally had, like, dramatic, cinematic views. Oh, like, my like gosh. Like, the camera angle down the, the assassin... Like, the camera angle down the assassin's gun. Like, you know, oh he's holding it. All gosh. this kind of stuff, That's right? so ridiculous. Then it had, like, one of those fake news interviews. Like, everything in it, uh-huh. right? Our video ended up being the best out of the yeah. whole class, and, and the teacher <laughs> yeah. saved it. She was like, "I want, can I have this so I could show other future yeah, classes?" Future classes. Yeah. We're like, "Yeah, sure." You know, needs to say we got a plus. Then they had another one in economics class. We had to come up with uh, okay, come up with a, an idea, an invention, and then make like an infomercial about it. Mm-hmm. So we made one of those too, dude. We had like I had music in the background. I had to tell like the group, you know, my group. I'd be like. Okay, guys, like, as soon as I hit play, you're going to hear the ding from the camera. That's when you need to press play on that. And that's like, I had to coordinate everything and it came out perfect, dude. Like, nobody's video was was as good as ours. And (laughs) I know I'm tooting my own horn here, but but that was another one. We got A plus and the teacher was like, can I have this? Because I want to show future, you know. Did uh, did they have a TV production program in your school? No. And so, like, that sparked my, um, my one, my uh, desire to be a director. <clears throat> right okay. or to work in the film industry. Yeah, right? I loved when it, when we were doing all that. I loved it, man. Like it yeah, was like absolutely. the best thing. Yeah, and I loved having people watch it. You know what I mean? Like yeah. so. Ever since then, I always wanted to do that. But I wherever I went, it they didn't have that. They didn't offer that. Like, yeah, it sucked. I was really kind of like pissed off that I heard other people that I, I would later know like growing up who went to like other high schools and stuff and like oh yeah we had yeah. this and I that had, you know, um, like, I had a TV pro class I loved oh, it and see? I had a film studies class that I also loved very much yeah I, um, I'm sorry man that sucks I know you know it, it was only until I finally went to college and I know this part doesn't count because it's past 15 mm-hmm. but um, but it was only when I went to college uh, uh, Chafee uh, Community College right mm-hmm. that they offered this television broadcasting class that I took it and I was so pissed off because it had everything I dreamed of, man. It had 
they they had the their own studio there. Like they had everything that you could make a, a TV show, like a talk show, right? Sure. Yeah. The three cameras set up and everything, and the the director's booth and all this stuff. And our teacher was telling us like, oh yeah, you know the cool thing is we're gonna be able to put a project at the end of this class. We're gonna make like a makeshift thing. Some of you are gonna have to act. You know what I mean? Like this and that. And I yeah. would have been like, cool. I would do any and all positions. Yeah. To learn, yeah. Right? Absolutely. And then something happened at the end where like I forget what it was, but they they weren't allowed uh, for some reason we couldn't use the equipment oh like the school came down and said like no this equipment is only offered to certain classes and it was like the classes that were like later on and that you had to pay more money for okay and so oh i was so pissed dude and and then because of that i got disillusioned and then i stopped going and i Mm. didn't you know what i mean so if i was into that today dude and i was like either like a television director or film director or whatever I would be living the dream, man. Yeah, I, don't know I what know else you. to tell you. I know it would, you, it would yeah. just be freaking awesome. That's I, I would be so happy to go into work every day. You know what I mean? I don't mm-hmm. care what was going on there. I'd just love it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, absolutely. Yeah. So um, so your three were uh, garbage collector. <laughs> yeah, garbage collector, spy. Spy, <laughs> spy, and, <laughs> and then film director. Yeah, TV or film. Yeah, and mine was tunnel man, astronaut, and musician. But dude, would you hire me? Can anybody hear me? Please, can you hear me? Can anybody hear me? If you can hear me, this is Fritz Frivolous. I need your help. I'm stuck. Somehow stuck inside the minds of Will and Tom. I need to escape. Please, please support them and their podcast. You can go to patreon.com slash dude could you imagine or leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Distract them long enough for me to break free. You can even leave a like, comment, or subscribe. Again, don't forget about me, Fritz Frivolix. And we're here for the next DCYI trading card giveaway. Will, we have already picked the winner, and the winner is. Drum roll freeze. <laughs> I know, right? Eric James. <laughs> Thank you, Eric. Thanks for supporting us on Patreon. We really appreciate it. Helps us keep the lights on here, if you can imagine. And I will be rolling uh, on this dice generator I have here to see which card you want. Are you guys ready? Yes, I'm very interested to see which he is going to win. Eric James is going to win. Yeah. Number one. Is that another oh, Pika Goo Goo Pika Goo 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 Pika Goo 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 Pika Goo 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 uh, there's a chance that uh, you could win multiple cards if you've already won one, uh, you know, because we would love to, to have everyone see if they're maybe be able to get a set. Yeah, it's a collecting card game, so mm-hmm. I'm hoping you and, guys can collect. Yeah, exactly. And for everyone else listening, if you would like a chance to win one of the DCYI trading cards, just go ahead and join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dude, could you imagine? Tom. Tom. It's me, Fritz, Fritz Frivolous. Remember me? I used to do all the intros. I would also do all your research for you. Remember Fritz facts? I need you to free me. Wake up. Wake up, Tom. Tom! What? And we're back. Indeed. Will. This second question 
actually got inspired. I, I always heard people, you know, they this kind of what if question come came up a lot, you know, between my friends before uh, we ever started this podcast. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure you probably heard the same thing, which when somebody says something like, well, how do you know that? you know, what you're living now isn't the dream. And when you, <laughs> right. when you go to sleep and the dream is actually your real life. Sure. You know yeah. I mean? Yeah. For that. Um, so the question I have though, is basically what if dreams were glimpses into a parallel dimension, a parallel dimension or mm-hmm. multiple like parallel dimensions, plural. You know what? I want to say now that you mentioned that, I want to say plural. Okay. That makes more sense. Yeah. Because like, if it was all one parallel dimension, that's some crazy, crazy dimension. stuff, right? <laughs> because yeah, your dreams are always different. Yeah. You know, and you always exactly. have like, different ones. Um, um, okay. So what if dreams are glimpses into parallel dimensions? Yeah. Okay. Um, any, do you got any parameters on that? Um, you know, not really. It's, it's just like, it's just, I, I wanted to, to, Kind of delve into. I'm glad you brought up the thing about you know being multiple dimensions, mm-hmm. because of the fact that you know yes you do always have different dreams, but sometimes you have reoccurring dreams. You know what I mean? Yeah, Which sure, absolutely. Makes it feel like there is this steady they're, constant they're, of a of another of one, at least one of these quote unquote dimensions if yes, it's true. Yeah. Right? Um, my fiance has recurring dreams all the time. Oh, really? Yes, all the time. Wow, are, are you able to tell us what the dream is? Um, they're mostly things that she fears. Uh, oh, a lot of okay. a lot of it is stuff like um, being on the run. She's on the run a lot in her dreams, and a lot of them will be repeat dreams. Yeah, yeah. Dang, that's scary. Mm-hmm. I, you know what? And it sucks that why is it always usually what I always hear when people talk about recurring dreams? They're always bad dreams. Yeah, I actually, yeah, I feel really bad for her because I would go as I. This is not me exaggerating. I would go as far as to say that eighty to ninety percent of her dreams are nightmares. Wow, yes, really? Without Dang, a doubt. Yeah, not... it, it's uh, sleeping is not a fun time for her a lot of the time. You know, you know, another thing that would be interesting if, if let's say these were glimpses into other dimensions, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> is you know, for one, you know, how do you know when you wake up that you didn't slip into this or change into one dimension to oh, another? Oh, you slipped. Okay. That'd yeah. Be you know what I mean? Okay. Like, so um, oh, let's just start at the at the basis of this. Um, being able to see in the parallel dimensions, VR dreams. I think one of the, the main things is if we discovered this as a society, I think there'd be a lot of studying into like the mechanism of dreaming and like, what is it that our brain's doing that are causing this? And like, how can we... Um, how can we view into a parallel dimensions without the dreaming part? Oh right? yeah. Can yeah. we make monitors that can just go like straight, like yeah. rip holes through the fabric of reality, and we can like see full windows, and then maybe at some point cross through? Mm-hmm. Like I feel like if if they really were glimpses into parallel dimensions, and we somehow figured that out, like that would be where we'd be aiming a lot of our tech. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Like, not only that, but also just, uh, you know, medical technology of, like, activating that part of the brain mm-hmm. or whatever it is that is occurring yeah. when you sleep. Um, you know, which actually brings me into another thing. You know what other what another aspect of that w- that would definitely be a huge study would be lucid dreaming, right? Oh, where right, you would right. Want to, because I think that's where people would think, mm-hmm. well, let's look into lucid dreaming if this is really glimpses into parallel dimensions. Yeah. Like, well, now we can control it. That, you know, you know mean? that's uh, technically what when, lucid when you talk about the lucid dreaming, yeah, that made me realize like there's mo- there are multiple kinds of dream. Well, obviously there's more types of dreams than you could probably count. But when I say that, I mean like there are dreams that you have where you see things in the first person and there are dreams that you have where you oh, are a right. invisible observer. Yeah, that's um, true. And I tend to be an obs- invisible observer in most of my dreams. 
and I dream in the first person, you know, about oh, a third you mean of like, the time. Like, even if you're in it, like you would see yourself. Is that what you mean? Um, like, no, what I'm trying to say is I'm an invisible observer. Oh, Meaning so I am I am watching others like and they don't know you're there like they can't see you. yeah to a certain degree um actually there's and there's there's a third kind I have so one would be I'm I'm in a dream mm-hmm. I'm I'm me and I'm in a I'm in a situation a scenario whatever and I'm reacting to stuff right but I don't know I'm dreaming okay then there's scenario two where I'm an invisible observer and I don't realize I'm dreaming because I'm not really thinking I'm just observing and like other people are things are happening and they're doing stuff and events are happening and there's like uh, events are playing out and then there's a, a really rare one that happens to me sometimes where uh i'm i'm in the first person but i am not me and i know i am not me um and i know that i am like a passenger i'm like oh, a passenger okay. alongside <clears throat> viewing from the first person yeah and uh I don't know where I was going with all that. My, <laughs> I guess my point is, like, you were talking about lucid dreaming. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Most of the time, I would imagine lucid dreaming people are seeing things from the first person, right? Yeah, because, like, you're, the, you're like, the master of the dream or right. whatever, however exactly. you want to say it. Yeah. And so my question mm-hmm. is, like, between those three types of dreams, like, is one of them, a, are they all parallel dimensions or are they, are the lucid ones maybe not? You know, oh, maybe yeah, maybe that, the lucid dreaming is more like you are maintaining yourself in the in-between space where things are malleable. Yeah, that's what they would have to figure out. I right. mean, if this was true and they were doing this research, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, imagine how much of the sleep research they would be doing right now. <laughs> I like, know. Like Seriously. how many people would be getting these, you know, like, hey, you get paid $50, come sleep here for a night or whatever, mm-hmm. whatever they would offer. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But uh yeah, you know that that would they would really have to figure that out because how would you know? There there would be no way of knowing when you come out of the dream state if that's if you were like really peering into this next dimension mm-hmm. or if you were like just having a dream or you were like so, in some weird, you know, in-between state like you mm-hmm. said. The in-between state thing I find interesting though because actually literally just today dude before mm-hmm. we came to work and everything I ha- I had a dream, mm-hmm. right? Actually it was before my wife went to work and um I this these I always have two kinds of dreams. The mm-hmm. one where I'm first person and I know I'm, I'm like I I may not know I'm in the dream but like but I'm first person, right? Yeah, you're Tom. Yeah, exactly. I'm Tom or I have dreams where it is so realistic. I guess it is still first person, but but those other dreams like I know it's not real. Like I mean like I know like well I'm not in my bedroom. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I'm in somewhere else now like whatever. But other ones I I always have is where it's so realistic. Like if I'm laying in bed, my dream takes place that I'm laying in bed. And yeah, I'm in so my they're room. they're vivid, <clears throat> vivid, yeah, yeah, very vivid. And I had one of those today mm-hmm. uh, before my wife woke up. My uh, in the dream, well, I didn't know it was a dream. I actually thought it was real, like because everything looked the same. And my wife was like, like kind of like sleepy, but like half awake. And there was like we could hear noises in the room, right? And but I chalked it up like, oh, it's Chewy, my dog, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And we hear noises and she kind of gets afraid and she kind of rolls over like, oh, baby. She's like, you know, I can hear her like, like, tell me like, like, oh, I think there's a ghost in the room or something or something's weird. What, what's that noise? And she was scared. Right. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, nah, don't worry. It's probably chewy, you know, whatever. Then as soon as I, as soon as she was like, I was like, go back to sleep. And she's like, okay. And she went back to sleep. 
And I felt something really tightly grab my foot, like my toe. <laughs> right, right, right. And like literally like move my foot around. Oh, and God. It, it was vivid. I yeah. felt it, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And as soon as that happened, I was like, oh, shit, it is a ghost, yeah. right? And right when I said that, I saw Chewy like also get afraid and jump up on the bed mm-hmm. and lay and like jump up on the bed. And I could hear his collar and I could j- and his feeling him jump on the bed. But then I woke up. He's not on the bed. Mm-hmm. She's not facing me anymore. Yeah. And that's when I realized, oh, oh it was dreaming. a dream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was so vivid. You know what I mean? Like, I would imagine that in a world in which these are glimpses into a parallel dimension, that um, I think I think there would be a division. I think there would be. I think there would be three types of dreams. I think mm-hmm. there would be the regular old dream. I think there would be this in between space for the lucid dreamers, which I'm going to elaborate on a little bit in a second. And then I think the ones that are actually glimpses into parallel parallel dimensions would be these vivid dreams, which I think a lot of people have experienced. I've experienced more than a few, yeah. like super vivid dreams. I've experienced dreams where like a wide amount of time passed in the dream that I felt. And then when I woke up, it was very disorienting to be like, oh, right. my, it's only been a night in, I was dreaming and like that three month period that I just dreamed, like it most, didn't yeah, happen. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Um, I imagine those, those would have to be the ones that are probably parallel, the parallel dimension Dimensions. glimpses. Those, that, that makes the most sense because yeah. like, yeah, it would be the parallel dimension. That's why it's so vivid. It yeah. feels like you're there. Cause like maybe you were, you know right, what I mean? Right. Like, um, and hmm. I would imagine that. Well, see, no, because that doesn't work for me. Because I was about to say, I would imagine that the, well, I mean, all right, let me actually say what I was going to say. What I was going to say was that, well, maybe the, it's not that you're actually there, but maybe it is the other versions of yourself are there and there's some sort of connection between you and the other selves. But then I was realizing some of my most vivid dreams, I'm not myself. And also I'm, I, like I, okay, I have this one particular dream I think I talked about on the podcast where it was, it's like this crazy uh, this crazy dream where I'm bouncing between multiple points of view, right? And mm-hmm. there is three main characters. There's like this really jaded, like almost Dick Tracy-ish uh, detective guy. Yeah. But, like <laughs> if Dick Tracy and John Constantine had a baby, oh, there's really? this guy, right? Yeah, was- He's into the occult and all this okay. other stuff. And like, he knows that like something's coming, something big, like yeah. the, 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 the sun com- is going, and by this time, by the time I'm having the dream, it's already too late. Like, yeah. it's already been done. The cult already succeeded. Like, when the sun sets, that's it tonight. Like, Beware, see? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he doesn't talk like okay. that, but yeah. And then I remember there was this woman politician that I was, and I was, like, oh, yeah, you dealing talk with about yeah, this all this yeah. corruption. Mm-hmm. And also, like, uh, the cult was influencing a lot of the politics that was going on there. And then also, I was this, I think I was a, a, a woman with a, with a child. In um in New York City or whatever, oh, okay. and I I I barely remember at this point. But my point was like, I was three different people, yeah, all going <clears throat> through the same day of experience. And when night fell, like the the shadow descended on Earth, and like the sun was never going to rise again, and all the demons were fucking going to rise up, yeah. yeah. And like the most vivid part of that dream I remember was um in the the final bit of the dream, I am the detective guy again, right, mm-hmm. and. Like, as the sun's setting, I'm climbing up this abandoned skyscraper, right? And I get to the roof, and I light up a cigarette, and there's, like, the leader of the cult that I've been hunting down this whole time. He's up there, too, and he's, like, giddy with the fact that he succeeded yeah. or whatnot. And, like, I'm not even there to kill him because it's it's already it's all like too late. It's like a point now. Yeah, yeah, and I just remember as, like, darkness is descending, like, I take a drag off the cigarette, and the cherry, like, lights up. And, like, the darkness outside of the light of my cigarette is, like, almost, like, it's almost like... um 
what's the word tangible oh it's yeah, like yeah. thick and inky mm-hmm. and then I, I start hearing screams across the city as all the oh lights start going God. off why and is then, it so sin city like like yeah i, I don't like know like, yeah right? and know? then uh <laughs> and then like I, I take the last drag off my cigarette and then everything goes dark and i imagine the character dies and i wake up man and that was a very vivid dream and uh that would suck if that was a par- parallel dimension right and it, you know what and yeah. you, and it could have yeah. been and that, now that now that dimension no longer exists i know right it, got it was swallowed in darkness yeah you know um, earlier you mentioned the thing about uh you know if like they're in the vividness of this dream it's actually you and but like not you know it's actually your other parallel dimension you Mm -hmm. but there is this connection that's happening Mm -hmm. you know um a good example of that actually uh that they kind of show an example of that is in the jet lee movie it's called the one yeah i've seen that. yeah 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 Yeah. (laughs) i was always thinking to myself like man what if what if i try to kill myself (laughs) kill all your other selves and become more powerful ridiculous uh i i like that movie when it came out um uh, what, another vivid dream I had, um, I was me in this dream. Um, and I remember in this dream, I decided to, it's all very vague for me, um, at this point, cause it was a decade or more ago, but in this dream, I decided to make some life changes and my life kind of went on a different trajectory. And like, I spent years in this dream and I remember meeting this woman and we got married and we had kids and I remember, I, I was really happy and we were on vacation and life was just good. Right. And like, mm-hmm. I felt like this deep sense of peace and contentment by the end of this three year dream or whatever. And then I woke up and I remember thinking to myself, well, it was really depressing waking yeah. up. <laughs> yeah. And then number two, I was thinking kind of like, if that was like a, a real world, like I'm happy for that version of me. Cause that version of me is very happy. Yeah. And so was, like, that's one way to look at it. Like, at least you have a good one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That one didn't end in a dimension of darkness. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> um, but uh, I'm recent, I, I've recently been reading um, the wheel of time series. I'm on book nine right now. And one of the major, um, I don't know if we want to call it plot points of the book is that there is this place called the world of dreams and there are these people called dreamwalkers, right? Oh, okay. And uh, the world of dreams <laughs> is also called uh, Tel Aran Riyadh. And basically it is a mirror reflection of our world. And um, while you're in it, as long as you know what you're doing, um, anything you think of can be real. And reality is so malleable. It's, it's just based off force of will. Oh, okay. And that's what, that's kind of what I was thinking about when I was thinking about lucid dreaming and where that fits into this parallel dimension thing. And I was like, well, maybe when you're lucid dreaming, you're finding yourself in that in-between world of dreams. And like here, whatever you want will happen because it's all about force of will, but it's not actually a parallel dimension in, in the, um, what's the word in the, uh, common like, oh that's interesting. Yeah, yeah 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 um but yeah i don't know yeah that would you know that would make that the the one thing that makes me more curious now that we've discussed this is more on the point of like yeah you know this in between space you know it, according you know if this is true of course mm-hmm. like this in between space would be really awesome to try and gather information or anything you want by contacting yourself from this other dimension who's who oh like, like two of you from different dimensions find yourself in the in-between in between right space. in between space. Oh, that would be wild. like that's actually what i what i feel like mm-hmm. it if this is true mm-hmm. how this may be happening right mm-hmm. and obviously we're not doing it on purpose so mm-hmm. 
it would be very difficult to to do this on purpose. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because it just has it probably has to be like one of those happenstances where, you know, this other you in this other dimension happened to be falling asleep mm-hmm. too, and then you fell asleep, and then your consciousness was able to 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 get into this other vibration mm-hmm. of whatever you want to call it in between, you know, dimensions. But to be able to contact the other ones yeah. and get information on certain things would be awesome. You know what I mean? All, all I mean it that's yeah, that's true. My my thoughts actually went to what happens if like version one of you and version two of you go to the same place, but then when you go to return, you accidentally return to oh, the wrong place man. and you swap places. That, that yeah. Would, yeah, see that uh, you know, I have heard people, you know, I don't know if this is true or not, but you know, this could all be fake stuff that you just read on the internet. But I have heard people say, uh, or some people have have said that people wake up and then they like they look in the mirror and they they don't recognize themselves in the mirror mm. or or like I mean they they recognize it's them but they don't feel like it's them Interesting. and they don't feel like the life they're living right now is the life they were they were living you know what mm. I mean Interesting. they can't like they can't like literally recall other memories like well I used to be this I used to be that they just know this isn't who I am. Like, this isn't like my world, if you want to say, you know mm, what I mean? Mm. Um, what if that's, you know, that could be I mean, an that would be, right Imagine, there. imagine that where you have to worry about waking up in someone else's body. I know. <laughs> that, right? would that would suck. be weird. Like, or, or another yours, your body. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like yeah. that would be weird too. That you would, know? yeah. Cause everyone would just treat you like you're crazy. You're, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? And no one would be able to tell that you're sane. No one would know. They would just assume you're crazy and no tests would ever be able to prove that you weren't. Yeah, exactly. There's no way that they could test that. So I I think, you know, like to to kind of look back, you know, if this was true, we would see massive research um, and and probably a a lot of I don't know if there would be a lot of volunteers. I know. Oh, I think there'd be a lot of volunteers. I I know I would. I I would be too. I (laughs) I don't know if you would volunteer. I would. I would, though. No, I would. I'd be too curious. Yeah, no, I I think a lot of people would volunteer. Um, I think there would be a lot of people who are like, I don't, I hate my life. Let me just (laughs) find a different life. I know, know? right? And, you know, that's understandable to a certain degree. Um, If if it was real and it was proven, um, I think there would also be research into how do I avoid dreaming? Like, what, oh, what are safe true. ways for me to fall asleep and not have to worry about being sucked into a pocket dimension? You know what I mean? Yeah. That's... Um, and I would he- invest heavily. In- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, right? That would be the booming <laughs> yes, business. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that would actually, you know, that's another thing that would change. You're right. There would be a huge sleep industry. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, Oh, of enormous. Like, yeah. Like, like one of, of the biggest in the world. Exactly. Of yeah. both sides. Of one, yeah. how to dream, and then yeah. the other one, how not yeah. to maybe dream. Can you, you know? imagine being somebody who's like really, like there are people in life who are like, extraordinarily careful i won't go as far as call them paranoid mm-hmm. that's a little a little harsh but they're like overly cautious about everything whether it's the food they eat you know the risks they take etc cetera, etc cetera. imagine a person like that who has like their their quote-unquote pills to keep them from dreaming so that yeah. they, they're not worried about being sucked into a pocket dimension you know what happens if that person ends up i don't know homeless or out in the wild and they're slowly running out of their pills as they're yeah. surviving and then like I can't imagine the mental anguish that would happen when you run out of those pills. Like, oh God, am I going to dream? Uh, yeah, Are the monsters exactly. going to take me? Yeah. Oh God! And, and, and then you know, and then of course, because there's no escaping that. Sooner or later, your body will get so tired that you'll have yeah. like you'll have a waking you have crazy dream. dreams. Yeah, you'll yeah. have crazy dreams because yeah. you're going to hallucinate. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's but, true. But dude, life is but a dream. The podcast you have just heard are the imaginings from the highly evolved minds of the extra-dimensional beings, Will and Tom. It has been translated into a format more easily understood by the human mind. Interpret it as you will. 
Should you find yourself seeking more answers to life's most intriguing mysteries, you can show your support by becoming a Patreon member at patreon.com slash dude could you imagine. You can also leave an Apple Podcasts review. You can subscribe to us on Instagram at dude underscore could you imagine, on Twitter at DCY Imagine, and on our YouTube channel where you can leave a like and a comment. We can also be reached through our email, dudecouldyouimagine at gmail.com. We leave you now so that you may gather your thoughts until we meet again to ponder the meaning of the cosmos and ask, Dude, could you imagine? Could you imagine? Could you imagine? I wanted to be a spy. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> right? Yeah. And I was always thinking like, oh, I already, I'm already got an in because like my grandpa's probably doing <laughs> he something. He works for secret. the government. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, and like, and I would always think computers. in my head too, like my dad, you know, like, oh, I already know how to use key cards. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and like my dad's a computer programmer, so he could like program cool things for me or whatever. Yeah. Right? You know? Okay. I see the kid logic yeah, for sure. Yeah. So like.